the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. The Bob Prince Authority. Thank you for joining us as we get underway at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this free-for-all Friday edition. It is the 11th morning of the 10th month of the year of our Lord, 2019. Coming up in an hour, we're going to talk to Kurt Schlichter once again. Kurt Schlichter is our friend, senior columnist from townhall.com, a regular fill-in host on the Salem uh, Media uh, Salem Radio Network and Salem Media. Uh, Kurt is at the center of the president's Syria policy, his Syria-slash-Kurds-slash-Turkey policy. At least that's what many people believe. I'm not joking, and I'm kind of chuckling a little bit because what has happened over the course of the last uh, you know two or three days since the president announced his new policy with respect to pulling all American troops out of Syria and allowing Turkey to invade and uh, have their way with the Kurds, uh, the president invoked language that many people believed he took directly from a Kurt Schlichter column that he wrote for Town Hall. And, uh, I mean, because the language is almost identical. And online liberal trolls are blaming Kurt Schlichter for it. They're trying to attack and assail him for somehow guiding the president's policy, or at least providing the president with sound reasoning for his policy. So I wanted to give Kurt an opportunity to respond, at least to the extent that he can here in Northeast Ohio and anybody who's listening around the country by way of the Internet uh, from whkradio.com or listening through our app or listening through your uh, smart speakers. Uh, Alexa devices, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, very interesting, uh, the article that Kurt wrote. And Kurt and I disagree, by the way. 
Kurt and I disagree on the president's decision on Syria. Uh, he is fully supportive of it and certainly makes some well-reasoned arguments as to why he is. Uh, I disagree, uh, not saying I want to go to war with Turkey, obviously, but I think uh, the status quo that we were holding there, it was very important, particularly as it pertains to keeping ISIS at bay. They have been... I won't say completely defeated the way the president did, but certainly dismantled and uh, on the verge of complete destruction. Their caliphate certainly has been defeated, but uh, um, still a very dangerous threat if we mismanage this. And I think there is a threat of mismanagement here, and ISIS can reconstitute. There is a legitimate concern among many in the national security and Middle Eastern expert uh, affairs, uh, individuals who have said that uh, ISIS could essentially form a massive jailbreak here if we do not uh, keep the same protections in place, because we have thousands upon thousands of them in, in uh, excuse me, that are being held in northern Syria. And the idea that the Turks come in and run the Kurds off, if not uh, just outright slaughter them, could lead to a reconstitution of ISIS in a very, very major way. So I disagree with Kurt, but I also disagree with the way the left is treating him and trying to come down on him for uh, supporting the president's policy and maybe even helping to establish the reasoning for it uh, in the president's uh, remarks earlier this week. So Kurt Schlichter. At 1010, you're not going to want to miss that conversation, I promise you, because we're going to hash out what we think about those things. But moreover, we're going to talk about whether or not the president is reading townhall.com, reading Kurt Schlichter in particular, and using his reasoning to argue for his positions. I think it's fantastic if he is, because Kurt is one of the smartest guys I know. I think it's fantastic. So that's coming up. Uh, first hour is guest free, which means free for all, indeed. So dial up 216-901-0945 if you wish, 888-281-1110. That will get you here as well. We will uh, indeed take your messages by way of Twitter, Parler, and Facebook, the three social media uh, pages that I do frequent and use, Twitter, Facebook, and Parler, which is P-A-R-L-E-R. If you do not have a social media account there, you should. And uh, you can find me there at France Radio. France Radio is where you'll find me on uh, those locations. All right. As I noted, this is a um, free-for-all Friday, and I do have a lot of very interesting stories to get to. I want to talk about free speech, and I want to talk about race for a moment. This story literally just came up last night. And and while the president was doing his thing in Minnesota, and I will get to that, of course, uh, I just want to take a break from the president for a little while here. Obviously, the ongoing attempt to uh, remove him from office, the coup d'etat that is being waged and staged against the president is top of mind, but uh, we do need a breather from it now and again. And I do want to talk about this story from uh, Oak Park, Illinois. I believe it's Illinois. Is this Oak Park, Illinois? The story is the, is the or excuse me, the woman is the story here, not the location. So i got to uh, be clear on this, but I think it's Oak Park, Illinois. Anyway, uh, this is just... This is the kind of insanity, yet yeah, is Illinois, by the way. This is the kind of insanity that the American left represents and that is representative, rep- representative of the American left. You can go both ways, individuals all the way to the collective, uh, and, and it, it really is kind of hand in glove. Literal insanity here. There's a town, uh, uh, trustee meeting or a town meeting i I, I, are the city council or not i don't know i guess it's akin to a city council but where they call themselves city council or not because they call their members trustees oak park trustees okay so they had a board meeting is what we'll call it they had a board meeting now this goes back to monday but since this is free for all friday it's okay to go back a few days any story you want to talk about no matter what its timeliness is is welcome on the program this morning 
So back on Monday, they held their uh, their board meeting among the trustees in Oak Park, Illinois. And what they had was they were trying to establish uh, the correct language for their equity policy. It's it's apparently an equity policy, uh, essentially trying to craft language that outlaws hate speech or discriminatory practices against people based on race and based on sex and based on gender. And you know how this whole routine goes. We've seen it before. Certainly, uh, sex... Uh, uh, discrimination based on sex should be banned in any community. Certainly, discriminations based on race should be banned in any community. But, of course, we know that um, laws requiring people to do certain things based on uh, individuals' psychological delusions are another story altogether because freedom, including freedom of religious liberty, is uh, is at stake there. But at any rate, so they're putting together their equity uh, statement: Their equity policy. Uh, earlier this year, their Community Relations Commission recommended amendments to their equity statement or their diversity statement. At a May 29th board meeting, the trustees of this board tabled the discussion. Trustees Andrews and Maroney were part of this. Dan Maroney and Dino Andrews, two white males on the board, uh, these two individuals, uh, along with fellow trustees Artie Walker Petacotla and Simone Boutet, asked that the discussion be revived at this week's meeting, so on Monday. And on Monday it was revived, and they wanted to talk about the language and what protections should be in the diversity statement. Now, that's the backdrop for the audio that I'm going to play for you right after this timeout. Because when you hear this audio, you're going to hear what I'm talking about when I talk about racism, and when I talk about insanity on the American left, these two individuals who are proposing in a completely calm and professional manner language changes to the diversity slash equity policy, um, are they have no idea what they're in for. I will let you hear it. Believe me when I tell you it's worth our time. That part of our story is coming up right after this. It's 16 minutes after the hour of 9 o'clock on the Bob France Authority. Right back. The Bob France Authority continues on AM 1420, The Answer. All right, I want to play this for you. This is uh, going to take a few minutes, but I want you to get the full context here. There's a minute, 32-second highlight video that I could play for you, but I want to give you a little bit more than that so you have true context. So this is the Village of Oak Park, Illinois, their uh, Board of Trustees meeting, which is essentially their city council, and uh, they're discussing their ethics slash uh, diversity um and what was the other word uh, that they had used? Uh, my apologies, uh, but but their policy, their their statement on on diversity as it pertains to discrimination in uh, uh, businesses, et cetera, in Oak Park, Illinois. So I want you to get your, your, what you're going to hear when you uh, when this begins is just the uh, little bit of the explanation and the reading of some of the language and some of the suggestions, and then you're going to hear what I want you to hear, and it's just going to it's just going to blow your mind of oppression including racism sexism and i'll add homophobia xenophobia and all other forms of bias and hate to achieve a society where race no longer determines one's outcomes and to create an environment where everyone can thrive 
Just not Latino citizens. So, in, in, so, so including means So the question could, is, are we including the word system of oppression or, or not with the definition? So, yeah, I mean, so it's just the way, about the word system of oppression. Well, here's what I think, honestly. I think without the qualifying language, I would be completely opposed to it. With the qualifying language, I'm open to hearing why it should be in. Okay, so right. why would would you replace including with specifically? Um, because including could be, you know, you it, it includes that, but it, it could include a lot more, too. So tired of yeah. hearing two white men yeah. tell us what systems of oppression are. What systems that's what we're of asking. oppression are? Susan, and that's you what we're asking is for oppressed. people to know. Yes. Yeah, well, why if, are you guys even talking? Because they were elected to yes, do this. Job. Is and, like this is like if job. you guys I'm wanted to tell us what it was like to have right. a menstrual cycle. You don't know what you're talking about. You have not spent a day with dark brown skin and tried to walk through this society from birth. You have been white from birth. Why are you arguing what is a system of oppression? You've never experienced one. Mm -hmm. okay. so By the way, this woman who is lecturing on who should be able to decide what a system of oppression is, is also white and has been from birth. But the difference is she sees herself as a woke white American who can use racial discrimination to tell two other white Americans that they can't have an opinion on what oppression is because they haven't experienced it. Neither has she. But she's the one making all of the rules here. Listen to more liberal insanity. She literally said, shut up. I don't want to hear from you. Is a system of oppression. You've never experienced one. Mm -hmm. Okay. So shut up. Dino, you are not oppressed, and people I'm, I'm in Oak Park are, and we are trying to recognize that as a community. Mm -hmm. This mayor and this board is obviously not willing to face history. We have a chance to make history. It is time for this community mm -hmm. um, to face equity enough. And you stop it. You are a white male. I, you true. stop it. You are a white male. Your skin stop. is light enough. I'm stop not, it. I got elected uh, by 7,000 yes, people to do my Susan, job. In this I'm going to respond to that if, if yeah. I would. In the, in this is what the unhinged left has become. If you are white, you're evil. We don't want to hear from you. If you're a male, you're part of the patriarchy. We don't want to hear from you. If you're straight, you don't understand what homophobia is. We don't want to hear from you. If you're Christian, you don't understand what Islamophobia is. We don't want to hear from you. If you hit for the cycle and you're white, male, straight and Christian, you just go straight to hell. You don't have a place in our new world. That's what you get from woke, white, 
shameful liberals. And when I say shameful, they are both shameful in their actions and they're ashamed of their own race. And for them, and in this case, this woman, whose name is Susan Buchanan, uh, to tell two other individuals on the same board that she sits that they cannot speak, they must shut up, because they don't know what oppression is because they're white, is absolutely as much of a form of racism as anything you will ever heard said in America today. Your voice doesn't matter because you're the wrong color. If you say that about a person with dark skin, it's racism. If you say that about a person with light skin, you it is racist. She's saying it about two white members of that board who happen to be male, and they don't get to speak now. Their votes on this city council, this board of trustees, apparently don't count either. I wonder if there is a close vote here, and I don't know how many members of their council are, but let's just use nine. If there's a five to four, are their two votes invalidated because they're white males and they don't know what oppression is? Here's the suggestion that I would like to offer. If you have to have been oppressed in order to understand what oppression is, how did we end slavery in this country? How did we pass the Civil Rights Act in this country? Because white people, particularly white soldiers fighting for the Union Army, but more specifically, white President Abraham Lincoln and white leaders, literally recognized the oppression of slavery and fought and bled and died in order to end it. Would anybody have shouted, you don't know what oppression is? You shut up! At Lincoln? In 1964, did idiot liberal hags like Susan Buchanan scream at the Republicans, by the way, who spearheaded and led the passage of the Civil Rights Act, white Republicans primarily, you don't know what it's like to be black in America. You shut up. You don't know what oppression is. Um, we're trying to help. We want to pass the Civil Rights Act that makes everyone equal in all manners under the law. You don't know. You just shut up. That's what we... This is the difference between 1964 and 2019. In 1964, we were more united. (laughs) I want you to consider what I just said. In 1964, before the passage of the act, in Jim Crow, uh, it was not an equal society. African Americans were treated horribly, horribly. And white racists, uh, a lot of them, most of them in the democratically founded and run KKK, for example, hated, hated any notion of equality among the races. But we were more united then than we are today. Because today, we live in what is almost, 50 years later, almost a colorblind society. Almost, with the except, exception of the far left, which continues to want to make color, race, and ethnicity the, the uh, most important aspect of our culture, our society, and our system of laws. Everything has to be based upon that. 
You're white. You're male. You have been white since birth. You don't know anything. You shut up is literally what this nut job said and got massive rounds of applause from the public at this public um, board of trustees meeting, got a massive round of applause. This is Oak Park, Illinois. I don't know exactly where it is relative to Chicago, but I'm going to guess in the same blue area because she was actually applauded for her racist dismissive dismissal of her colleagues who have an equal say in this matter on the board of trustees. If you want to react to that, that's what Free For All Friday is all about. I've got that story and, of course, much, much more. Uh, we'll take your calls after the news on AM 1420, The Answer. Now the Bob Prince Authority continues on AM 1420, The Answer. And you stop it. You are a white male. You stop it. You are a white male. Your skin is light enough. Stop it. I got elected Uh, by 7,000 people to do my job. I'm going to respond to that if if I would in the the most. Yeah, I'm sorry. um, I... Want to adopt? I'm sorry. This I know. I know. Okay. I'm, I know. I'm known and as the, the, Susan, the, the Susan, even keel. But this Susan. race issue is ridiculous. Susan, I, we are white. Mm-hmm. Have you talked to any person of color that has experienced depression? I'm sure you have friends of, that are uh, of color who haven't experienced it. Sit down with somebody and ask them, what is it like for you? For, and for you to make the assumption you. that I don't do that is just, it's, it's crazy and, and, and frankly insulting. Shut up if you because, have talked to them. Susan, okay. Because not everybody shares your opinion. Okay. You shouldn't have an opinion on I that. Met this with, is I met with constituents. You shouldn't have an opinion because you're white i will sit and wait for the moment that some white elected official says to a person of color you shouldn't have an opinion because you're black racism is racism in any form. If, and quite honestly, some equity. of the feedback was that some of this wording was ridiculous. Now, I like the wording 99%. Just leave it. No, I'm not going to leave it. It's two words. I would like this change to what I propose, and I think that's a perfectly reasonable recommendation, and I would like to know what other Nobody cares what you guys think. Well, I okay. You know what? Nobody okay. cares. Well, okay, time out, y'all. Time- Nobody cares what you think. You're white. You're male. Why do you have an opinion on equity? Uh, To say that she is unhinged would be an understatement, but to say that she is unique would be wrong. This is how the American liberal thinks. The masses. This is what they think. This is who they are. They do not believe, and you know, the, the funny thing is, They're sitting there debating equity. They're sitting there debating equality as if they are the arbiters of equity and equality when they are literally by their own very definitions and by their own actions and their own words trying to make sure that two people who are white don't have a say, meaning they are not equal. They are not supposed to have an opinion. They are not allowed to have their opinion heard. Shut up. You're white. You don't get it. You don't get to speak. Holy goodness. Holy goodness. And dare I say, 
as we look to the political world of 2020, dare I say that if we fail to reelect President Trump, this is the type of mindset that will prevail in this country. And it won't be limited to the four years or eight years of whatever socialist, censorship-loving, demon-rat candidate wins. It will last far beyond that. If they win the White House, there's a safe bet based on, uh, based on uh, uh, Democratic voters' turnout that they will also win the Senate. They will have super-majority control of the government, legislative and executive. I want you to ponder that. They'll make laws that will last far beyond any Democratic president's term. They want censorship. They want you to be silenced. The American left, in all of its forms, elected officials, celebrities, athletes, coaches, are you watching? The NBA? The spineless weasels in the NBA? Afraid to call out the communist Chinese government, which promotes censorship and exports it to other countries as much as they possibly can, they won't speak out against that. Instead, they'll badmouth the United States. And this will be the norm if we don't reelect President Trump and keep the majority of the Senate and take a big step toward getting the majority back in the House. This will be the norm. You shut up or there's a fine. They're doing it in New York City right now. Do you know that in New York City they passed an ordinance that says if you use the words illegal alien, you can be fined, and if you don't pay the fine, jailed? Did you know that? Did you know if you use this phrase to a person who is of of Hispanic heritage or ethnicity, and maybe just anybody, I'll have to double-check how they worded it, but if you say to them, I'm calling ICE, you can be fined. They are already liberal politicians are already removing freedom of speech in New York City. You can't say illegal alien because it's hurtful or I'm calling ICE because it's a threat. They will fine you and or jail you. They believe in censorship. We believe in liberty. They believe in protecting against hate speech. We believe in free speech. I mentioned the NBA. Let me give you an example of that before I go to your phone calls. Steve Kerr, the head coach of the Golden State Warriors, asked at a press conference, because the NBA is busy right now in China, kissing their red arses, all of them, to try to keep their uh, their money train flowing. There's 1.2, 1.4, 1.5 billion Chinese. That market is massive because they have, they have a huge appetite for basketball over there. That market is massive, and the NBA knows it. They've been cashing in on it for years and years and years, and they see that money being threatened now. So they are, rather than condemning Chinese oppression, concentration camps, slavery, literally, rather than condemning Chinese... Um, uh, Chinese uh, human rights violations and supporting the people of Hong Kong who are yearning for freedom. 
They refuse to condemn China, and when given an opportunity to, like Steve Kerr of the Golden State Warriors, where there is, by the way, a massive Asian population in his town slash area, the Bay Area, Northern California, has a massive population of Asians in this country. Some Asian Americans, some Asians living in America, either way. Um, this is what Steve Kerr, when given an opportunity to condemn the oppression and human rights violations of China and support the free uh, freedom of Hong Kong, here's what Steve Kerr did. Um, it has not come up in terms of people asking me about it, uh, people discussing it. Um, You're a liar. You've been asked this in multiple press conferences, asking you, do you side with Hong Kong and liberty or China and communist oppression? You have been asked and you have refused to answer, you lying coward. Nor has uh, our record of of human rights abuses come up either, you know, um, things that our country needs to look at and resolve. That hasn't come up either. So none of us are perfect, and we all have uh, different issues that we have to get to. This American liberal POS, and he is that, when given an opportunity to condemn China for throwing people in jail for the wrong speech, when given an opportunity to condemn China for violating basic human rights, for violating their their freedom, uh, denying them the freedom of press, so they even know what is being said over here. Given an opportunity to condemn China and to stand up for the liberty seekers in Hong Kong, turned around and condemned the United States, the world's most shining beacon of freedom. Condemn the United States. We have our problems, too. We all have our issues. We have our own rights, uh, human rights records here. He refused to condemn communist China and turned it around and used the opportunity to criticize the United States of America, and he wasn't done. And saying that is my right as an American. They don't have that right in China. How obtuse can one person be? You're right. It is your right as an American to say something blatantly stupid and patently offensive. Why don't you follow that statement up by saying, I wish our our friends in Hong Kong and in China mainland had the right to say something, to use their freedom of speech? But he didn't say that. Instead, he said, mean that I hate my country. It means I want to address things, right? But people in China didn't ask me about... uh, you know, people owning AR-15s and mowing each other down in a mall. I wasn't asked that question. So we can play this game all we want and go all over the map. And, you know, there's this issue and that issue. And um, the world is a complex place, and there's more gray than black and white. No, Steve, you liberal, communist, sympathizing piece of human flotsam. It's black and white. It's black and white. There's freedom, and there's enslavement. There's freedom, and there's oppression. There's free speech, then there's censorship. We represent all of the first three. China represents the last three. It's not gray. It's black 
and it's white. There's good and there's evil. There's liberty and there's tyranny. Communism is a system of tyranny. Communism is the denial of basic rights. And when given an opportunity to condemn that, you chose to turn around and condemn the United States for liberty, for the Second Amendment, to protect oneself. That's what's in store for this country. That type of mentality on freaking steroids is what is in, this country is in for. If we do not reelect Donald Trump, if we do not take back the House, if we do not uh, maintain and grow our hold on the Senate, that's what's coming. Idiots like Susan Buchanan in Oak Park, Illinois. Idiots like Steve Kerr in San Francisco, California. And all of the liberal demon, and I mean that word very sincerely, demon rats that they vote for will bring Chinese oppression and censorship to this country. You think I'm kidding? They're already threatening to lock up people for speech they don't like in New York City. In Oak Park, Illinois, you got a council member, a, a board, a trustee, screaming, you don't get to speak, you're white. This is what will happen in this country on steroids. If we're not careful, Carl on AM fourteen twenty, the answer. Thank you for your patience. Go right ahead. Labas, Mister Friends. How are you, my good friend? Labas, Carl, my friend from Lithuania. Good to hear from you. Always a pleasure and an honor to talk to you, my friend. You know, I have to tell you, I am going to use the same line of the reasoning that this uh, Susan in Oak Park used. I have lived under socialism and communism and oppression. So I want to say to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, to Elizabeth Warren, to Bernie Sanders, shut up. You have no right to talk. You have never experienced it. You have no idea of what it is like to live under socialism and communism and oppression. So shut up. What do you think of that logic? If I could play my Can You Dig It right now, I would, because that's what I think of that logic. That is absolutely 100% perfect. That is a perfect response. If you haven't experienced it, you cannot have an opinion on it. Sit down and shut up. If that's the game they want to play, let's play it right back. Adam, Carl, you are a genius. Well, that uh, comes from listening to people like you, my friend. You, you help stimulate the thought process, you know, but unfortunately it is true. That, you know, people who have experienced communism and socialism and totalitarian uh, regimes, they are the ones who understand and who are afraid, deathly afraid, of what is happening to this country. Because 50 years from now, if this trend continues and the American uh, people are, are so stupid, for lack of a better term, and I mean that sincerely, Stupid not to educate themselves, to take advantage of learning from history, this country will be a shell of its current self. And people will have no idea what happened, wake up one day, and they will be the ones the ones screaming now for socialism, for, for Sanders, for Ocasio-Cortez, will be the ones screaming the loudest about, what happened? Help me, help me. We will Carl. be the USA, you know. 
Carl, you're exactly right. Carl, my friend, uh, you you flatter me with undeserved praise. Uh, You are brilliant in your own right. I am glad you do listen to me, though, and I'm glad you call to let other people listen to you as well, because your brilliance really uh, was was just put on display once again. I thank you. That's what I was hoping for. That's exactly what I was hoping for. Yes, my good friend. I can indeed dig it. It was a perfect response to the lunatic in Oak Park, Illinois. It's uh, 10 minutes before 10 o'clock. Quick time out right back after this on AM 1420, The Answer. We get a few more phone calls in, and I appreciate your patience on the lines. Let's go to uh, BJ in North Olmstead. Hi, BJ. Go ahead. Thank you, BJ, Bob. Can you hear me? Um, okay, there you yesterday, go. can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, you're right. Hello. Okay. Uh, yesterday at the presidential um, speech outside, there was a group of people, and this group—the reason they were showing them on an aside was because they were being violent and burning the "Make America Great" hats. The violence is starting to show up now from this negative group of Americans, our fellow white Americans, that are socialists and communists. That is their religion. The real question is, what do they expect in return? Peaceful demonstrations while they're beating people up, setting fires, uh, clubbing the police officers. This is a violent group of people, and now we have reached to a different level. It's we're getting beyond talk. You're very upset about what's going on and the things you're sharing with the American public and the gentleman that talked about communism. People do not recognize what communism is. It is a religion now. And their religion in, does intensify violence, and they will be violent. And it is unfortunate, even with my optimism, we have to be realistic. These people are violent, and they're dangerous, and they're going to hurt people like your family and my family, and we have to wake up to that reality. We are at war, and now they are arming themselves with bricks and bats and weapons. So we have now reached this point of a division in America. It's not like the Civil War between the North and the South, because they're among us in the North and the South, these radicals. And we have to become aware of that and recognize that and point This woman that was mouthing off about, shut up, you have no rights, that's a form of verbal violence. So we are beyond the stage now of reconciliation. We have to start being more vocal about what we're going to be doing and let these people know if you're going to attack us, you are going to be attacked by force. We are shamefully in our country at that point. It's also happening in China. China's going to be in a major upheaval. Once people get a taste of freedom, they're not going back in the bottle of slavery. Well, that's exactly why. That's exactly why they're shooting people who are demonstrating for freedom. They know that. Absolutely. The, uh, the China, the China comms know that. Thank, thank you, BJ. And you're right. That's that's why they won't give them a taste of it because they know you're 100 percent right. They will fight forever to retain it. As for here, you're 100 percent right. What you saw yesterday with Antifa members, these thugs burning uh, MAGA caps and attacking people, throwing things at police, throwing things at the police horses, and so on and so forth. They're arming themselves with, as you said, pipes and bats 
and bricks and um, uh, bottles and bags of fluids, many of them just too disgusting to even think about, uh, including urine. They're doing all of these things. And if we fight back with our weapons, namely firearms, who's the, the criminal? We are. If we fight back and defend ourselves against their weapons with our own weapons, as concealed carry holders, for example, we are the ones who will be demonized. How warped is that? James, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. James, go ahead. I caught you in in mid-cough there, didn't I? Oh, Sorry, I take it off the speaker. Can you hear me now? Yeah, you're fine. Go ahead. Uh, Yeah, well, I'd like to lend a little perspective to the woman from Illinois. She's from Oak Park, and that's a neighborhood outside of Chicago that is the home of a, a very famous architect, uh, Frank Lloyd Wright. And, uh, for people that don't know where that's at. Anyway, as a new student to the Constitution, I would defend Steve Kerr's rights, his First Amendment right, like a warrior. I would defend it like a warrior for him to speak out and say whatever he wants. I don't agree with what he said, but I definitely as an American. Uh, are you yeah, going I, further with that, James? I don't know. I, yeah, yeah. You, you got to work with me here, my friend, because I'm I'm short on time, and when I have long, dramatic pauses like that, I don't know if you're done speaking or if you're moving on to a larger point. Let me say this: I agree. I would fight to defend Steve Kerr's right to say stupid things as well. That's exactly what we enjoy here in the United States. What I want, though, is him to understand we are going to speak back when he won't even acknowledge the fact that he's privileged enough here in the United States, we all are, of all races, colors, and creeds, to have that liberty, whereas the people in Hong Kong and the people in mainland China do not. And that's what this is all about. An American named Daryl Morey spoke out in support of Hong Kong and was shut down by his employer, the National Basketball Association. Oh, sure, they can say, well, we defend his right to free speech. They didn't fire him. But in the process, they're apologizing to China for it. China, which doesn't give anybody the right to free speech. I want that hypocrisy exposed. I want that hypocrisy acknowledged. And that's what we, why we have to, what we have to continue to say to people like Steve Kerr. All right, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. It's news time. On the other side of the news, Kurt Schlichter, senior columnist at townhall.com, joins us on AM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.